Come on, thank him today. Amen. Amen. So uh, we are excited about what God is doing, and I'm excited about uh, where, where he's leading us. Uh, but but here, here's the deal, guys. Uh, just know this. Just know that God's, God's going to cause you to walk into a... Uh, he's going to elevate you, okay? He's wanting to elevate your life. He's, want, he's, wanting, to, he's wanting to get you up on top of stuff. You know, and, and everybody goes through stuff. Can, can, we just, can we just get real for just a minute? Everybody's going through stuff. And sometimes when you're going through something, you think you're like, I'm the only one. Nobody would understand. And then you start listening to somebody else's story, and you realize you're the one that doesn't understand. Everybody has stuff, okay? Everybody in the room, let's, let's, just, let's just start here. Everybody in the room has something wrong, Okay, if you don't, you are in the wrong room. You know, well, uh, I don't go to church because uh, hypocrites are there. That, that's who we're, we're, we're trying to reach people who need Jesus, right? That's us. Look at somebody say, that, that's me. Okay, everybody, everybody here has something wrong. Several people here have several things wrong. I can tell by your response, you're in the right room, okay? Several of us have several things wrong. So everybody's got something. Bunch of us have several things. Nobody has everything wrong. What the enemy wants you to do is, is to look at what's wrong and to hyper-focus on what was wrong with life and be paralyzed you know, be, to be, to be uh, knocked off the track, to be rendered uh, ineffective, to, 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 well, I guess you're just going to die here. To, to, he, he wants you to be stuck. He wants you to live stuck because, uh, well, you know, uh, you know, why aren't you elevating? Why aren't you moving forward in life? Well, I, I ha- I, you know, I've been through a divorce. When? Uh, a few years back. You're still stuck? Man, I know that hurts, you know, and I, 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 I know the relational destruction. I know that was hard, but you can't stay stuck. Man, this, okay, so you had a thing wrong, but not everything. You know, well, we, we lost someone that, you know, okay, but you can't live stuck. We, we, we had a financial failure. I can't stay stuck. Man, you, you, you got you to gotta look at what's right in you. You gotta look at what's right. If any man be in Christ, the old stuff's dying. And, and, the, and the, new, the new things are coming to life. Right? There's a new thing that God has for you. God's plan is to give you hope and a future. Look at the good thing that's in you. Your faith becomes effective. The Bible says your faith isn't even effective until you acknowledge the good thing that's in you. Some of you have talked and posted and tweeted about all of these bad things for so long. It's time to stop that. Come on, I'm here to shake you today. I'm here to shake you. I'm here to, I'm here to challenge you. To, man, go for the life that God's created you for. Don't, don't live stuck. Don't, don't, don't get derailed by a bad thing. Everybody has stuff. You know, David, we could talk about David for a little bit. And, and, and uh, uh, everybody knows David. David killed Goliath. You know, David, David was the king. David, David was rejected by his family. Hey, the prophet's coming to town. He's coming to our house, man. We, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. There, there's a heavy hitter coming to our house. Get everybody here. Get everybody in. David, you just stay where you're at. Everybody get in here. And David's rejected. 
Listen to the way his brothers talked about him and talked to him when he shows up, you know, and he's serving them. He's bringing them, you know, you know uh, sustenance when they're out fighting their battles, and, and he shows up, and they talk to him with disdain. And here's the deal, is that David was, was launched into his future, but he had holes in his life. You know, he, 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 wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't set up by, by his dad. His dad didn't, you know, pro, you know he's a half-brother. He's probably had a little thing going on there. Oh, he, but you know what's crazy is that most of us, we would use that as the excuse to not go forward in life. My, my, dad, my dad wasn't for me like he was for my brother's. My brothers, man, they, they should have been opening doors for me. They should have been pulling me up and, and helping me. But no, they turned their back on me. They were mean to me. They said things about me. They were hard to me. They, they, they were cruel to me. And a lot of us, there's people in the room right now, and you've been living stuck because of something that happened back there in the past. But you, you, you know what, David, man, he's out there, he's, he's out there doing his thing. He, he's carrying on with responsibility. And, and, and he starts making a connection that, that, you know what, he probably wouldn't have made if he hadn't have gone through that. Probably, you know, we could probably, you know, looking back, isn't it funny when you look back how you can tie it all together? You know, Romans 8, uh, 18 makes a lot more sense, uh, or, or 828, right? 828, 828 is the one we like. Is it 828? Romans 828, all things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Because Romans 818 is, I reckon, that the sufferings of this present time, we don't like that one. Sufferings of this present time. I don't want no suffering in this present time. Oh, let me tell you about my suffering. Let me tell you, let, let me tell you how hard it's been. Let me, let me tell you how rough people, man, people have been mean to me. And you live stuck. And I think the enemy just sits back and laughs. Not David. David one day writes. He, he writes a verse that you're going to be very, very familiar with. Uh, in Psalms 23, he writes... You know, my, 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 my dad, my dad wasn't the leader. My brothers didn't open doors for me. So the Lord is my shepherd. So the, Lord, the Lord's going to be the one that directs my steps. I'm going to look to God for guidance in my life. And then he makes a very interesting statement because here's what happened is that when, when you bring in, when, when, when the Lord comes into your environment, can I just... Can we get real for just a minute? That, that when, when, when the Lord shows up, the environment changes. I said when, when, when the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, right? There, in the presence of the Lord, there is joy. It's, it's easy to tell people who are not spending time in the presence of the Lord. You might need to change who you're listening to, you know, what you're listening to. You might need to turn some stuff off. Maybe rotate the channel knob. Because some of y'all, you could, lose, you could use just a little dose of joy. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, he is talking to you now, right now. <laughs> but he makes an interesting statement. Listen to what David says. And, and I, don't think, I don't think most people have ever seen this. Because, you know, I, I've been talking to people far and wide this week. You know, and, and, and sharing with people, uh, you know, what, what God's talking to me about and, sh- and, and uh, talking to ministers and, and Bible teachers and, and making sure that I'm on track. And they're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Look at what he said. I shall not want. You see, uh, here's what he said. Since God is going to direct my steps, since the provider is now 
involved in my life. I will not pursue, I will not want, I will not pursue anything that he isn't leading me towards. It's a personal commandment. You know, think about the commandments. Thou shalt not blank. He says, I shall not want. Man, he got to a place where, where he had to heal the, those, those, those holes in his life. He, he had to deal with that rejection. He had to say, you know, I'm not going to live stuck. And let me tell you, one of the things that, that, that just keeps getting me stuck is I keep wanting stuff that the guy who's supposed to be in charge isn't leading me towards. So I'm going I'm to knock it off, basically. He said, I, uh, the Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm not going to go after stuff that God isn't leading me to. I'm not going to get in pursuit of provision that the provider ain't bringing to my life. Man, I, 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 I'm going to live unstuck. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm going to live unstuck. You know, he, he, he could have lived stuck his entire life, but no, he, he had a future. And the, the problem is, is that the future that God has for you, you can't, you can't enter it stuck. See, it, the future is a new environment. And, and there's this thing called environmental protocol. That anytime the environment changes, the protocol changes. The rules change. See, what you have to do is get over this religious mindset where you think the Word of God is like a list of rules and regulations and hoops that you jump through in order to, to, to get yourself to heaven. No, I'm here today to tell you that Jesus, the person of Jesus, has settled that. If you want to go to heaven, you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died and was raised from the dead and that his blood has eradicated sin. And the Bible says you're going to be saved. He has set your eternity up. You have victory for eternity. It's handled. Well, well wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what about my future sins? When he shed his blood for your sins, all your sins were future. See, we look at the Bible. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, guys, is that we look at the Bible and, and, and we act like we know what's going on. And, and that's part of the strategy that the enemy uses against us because we're under the impression that we know a lot of stuff. You know, think about this one, Jeremiah 33, 3, he said, call unto me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things and things that you don't know and fenced in things and hidden things and secret things, stuff you couldn't possibly know. How many of you know that God knows some stuff you couldn't possibly know? Okay, so he said, call me and I'll answer you, which means you, you call out to me and I'm going to, you know, James put it this way, when you call on God uh, for wisdom, if you don't know what to do, ask God and he will tell you, he, he will give you wisdom liberally and, and he, he won't break, he, he doesn't even make fun of you because you didn't know what's going on. He's not going to make you feel bad. He's just going to, he's going to educate you. He's going to give you what you need. Well, why aren't we calling on God more often? Why aren't you asking God about the decisions you make? Why do you go through life every single day without talking to God at all about the decisions that you're making? Let me tell you why. Because you, already, you assume you already know. See, the person of Jesus made you victorious for eternity. But the teachings of Jesus, they're not to prepare you for heaven. They're to prepare you for earth. See, the Word of God infuses you with the ability... Well, Paul said, I'm ready for anything. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. I can handle anything. 
if I have a word. If I can get a word from God, I can handle any storm. If I can get a word from God, if I, if I, can, get, if I can get that word to start breathing, start speaking to me, just to talk back. Man, no situation that, that could have caused me to live stuck can hold me. Because I can rise up above it. Hello, somebody. Check this out. Uh, do you know where we're going? It's like Mark. Is it Mark? Uh, yeah, Mark 10, 46. Just check this out. Sometimes, by the way, sometimes when you're reading the Bible, slow down just, just a minute. Just, just slow down a minute. Because, you know, a lot of times we miss some of the really good stuff. Uh, it says, they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, who sat by this road begging. And, and, and uh, let's just rattle through right to the end of it, the, and then we'll come back. And, and, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, uh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And there were many that warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, and son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49 says, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called him, uh, and they said, hey, be of good cheer, uh, rise, he's calling you now. And uh, throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus, and Jesus Jesus answered him and said, uh, what do you want me to do? And he said, well, I'm kind of blind. I'd kind of like to have sight. And he said, well, go ahead and, and go ahead, go ahead and receive thy sight and go your way for your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Okay, cool story. Okay, we got a blind guy. Go back to verse 46. But let's not miss this very first thing that they came to Jericho. Jericho, by the way, is one of the biggest cities of their time. They came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho, oh, wait a minute. They came, and now they're leaving. They went to one of the biggest cities, and now they're leaving. Why? Because ain't, ain't nothing happened there. Well, didn't we already establish, I mean, we all, we all basically said that we agreed that when Jesus shows up, the environment changes. you telling me that you can get Jesus in the environment, and nothing's going to happen? Yeah. It happens, well, now, now buckle up, Beatrice, because you, you're going to you're gonna have to get your big boy pants on right now. Look at somebody say, toughen up, buttercup. Okay. It happens all the time in church. Because Jesus inhabits the praises of his people. I'm telling you that he's here. The Spirit of God is in this place. But there are people who are going to leave exactly the way they came, if not a little bit more irritated, which has something to do with somebody else. It's not my fault. But Jesus went to Jericho, and he left. But there was one guy there. There was a blind guy there who could see something that people with sight couldn't see. I mean, check it out. Here's blind Bart sitting by the road begging, which is what he does. It's not odd the blind Bart is by the roadside begging. That's not odd. Because that's what he does. It's what he's always done. And he's just doing what he's always done. But he hears. Look, 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 look at verse 47. And, and when he heard Jesus. Man, when you hear Jesus is coming. See, the word hear, it doesn't just mean to listen. It means to understand. He had an understanding that nobody else had. And he understood something. Guess what? Jesus is coming. Well, he understood that when Jesus gets here, the environment's going to be different. A different environment is going to require a different protocol. 
Okay, so I can't give the same response that I would have normally given because if I do, I'm going to get the same reaction. So now the environment is changing. Jesus is showing up. Who's Jesus? He's the Word. When the Word starts coming into your life, get ready because the environment is changing. But it's going to demand a different response. So you can't, you can't, don't be like, don't be like the average religious person. Like, like when, when, when he's crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Look at, look at verse 48. What do they say? Shut up. Good Lord, look at yourself. Calm yourself down. We are respectable church people. I just want to. I just want to throw this at you because some of you, some of you guys are like, you're so stiff. It's, 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 it's like, man, I'm coming to church and and uh, and I'm here and I'm faithful and we are so thankful. But you might want to like enjoy it. You, you, you know, just breathe a little bit. You know, it's, it's like we, we're not the UN, okay. And uh, uh, we were listening to, uh, uh, a bunch of the guys were listening to some John Maxwell teaching. He was talking about when he went to the U.N. And, and, to go, and he was going to speak to the U.N. And, and, you know, it's like on a, on a Wednesday or something. And so they had him fly into town on a Tuesday so that night they could meet with him and teach him the protocol. Because you're, you're entering into a different environment, different protocol. You, you need to know who to call your majesty and who to call, you know, uh, president and who to call, you know, you need to know, and you've got to remember all these names, and there's, and, and, and there's a protocol, because there's a, there's a moment that someone will be standing in front of you, and your attention will be riveted on them, and, and, but as the line's moving past you, because they're going to move past you, and as they move past you, there's a certain spot that you go from insane focus on them to absolutely ignoring them, because now you're onto this next one, and there's a protocol, and they were teaching him, they're teaching him how to speak at the UN. It's kind of funny, because they asked him, by the way, what should we call you? And he said, John? And they're like, no, seriously, what, what do people call you? And he goes, well, my mother called me Johnny. John, you know, well, should we call you Reverend? Should we call you Doctor? Should we call you? And he's got all that stuff. But he's like, you know what? It's really kind of awkward because that's not how I roll. But I'm in a different environment which has a different protocol. See, if you ever want to be back, you need to understand the protocol. See, a lot of us are under the impression that, 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 that if we're good people, if we're good people, see, I'm just a good guy. I'm a good guy, so, so I shouldn't have financial problems because I go to church, and, and I'm nice to people, and, 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 and by the way, I've prayed for money. I'm not against prayer, but prayer will enlighten you. Okay, let, let, let me put it this way. The, um, <laughs> uh, the teachings of Jesus are like keys, the commandments, the laws, the laws. It's like keys that will unlock doors, right? And prayer is like a light that'll help you look around and find the keys. But prayer by itself is not the key. It's not like a master key. Like you can just open any door if you pray hard enough. See, well, well I, I, I'm praying. I'm pray, I've been praying religiously, fasting and praying for, for a financial breakthrough. Listen, Donald Trump is not what we would call an intercessor. So the relationship to financial breakthrough 
and prayer, prayer's not the key. Yeah, but I'm really good. Well, if that was the key, missionaries would be millionaires. Drug dealers would be broke. Must be a different key. You might learn some of the keys like if you, did, if you educated yourself. See, knowledge is the key to change. I, love, I loved revival. And, and by the way, when, when we go into the new year, you know, we're going to have the 21 days of fasting, which I highly suggest you start training for now. Okay? Don't, don't consider from now till December 31st as a loading phase. Okay? Uh, start training. Start getting ready for the fast. Okay, get, get ready for the fast. And, and, and one of the things we're praying about doing is each Sunday night during the fast is, is having like a revival service every Sunday night because we're believing God for some major stuff this year. Okay, I love the revival. I love, I love filling the altar. I love praying. I love seeking God. But that's to find the keys. What's amazing to me is that you, the, the altars, man, and you know, if, if you were here or if you've seen the pictures, the altars were just full, I mean, full of people wanting, wanting God to, to bring a change. But see, change doesn't come. Change, prayer is not the key to change. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation happens with a new thought a new understanding. You're not going to live, you can't sustain a life at, that you don't understand how it's operating. So you got to get these keys. You, you got to find these keys. And, 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 uh, uh, and I'm not exactly sure how, how I got to this spot. So I'm just going to go back to the blind guy who's understanding that there's, we're, there's a different environment, a different protocol, a different key. And he starts crying out. And, and, and you got all these religious people saying, shh, be quiet. Be quiet. We don't do that. And he's smart enough to look at them and think, okay, you went to Jericho. You came out and nothing happened. So the last people I want to listen to are you. See, you, you have some unbelievers in your world who are smart enough. Now, come on. Show up to grow up. Don't get mad at me. But you have some unbelievers in your life that might be smart enough to realize the last thing they should do if they want peace is what you do. Because if your world's nothing but chaos, you are not the authority on peace. Well, I know what we'll do. We'll pray for peace. That's not the key to peace. You got to get, you got to find the key. You get into the word. What does the word of God say? He will give him, he will keep him in Perfect peace, he whose mind is stayed on thee. So the key to peace is a mindset that refuses to look at what's happening, but, but, but looks at who's in control. It's a key. You want the environment of peace? Well, a different protocol. If you enjoy chaos, then you're doing fine. What about, marriage? what about family life? What, what if my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. Well, what's the key? Well, it's in the Word. See, it ain't about getting you to heaven. It's about giving you victory on earth. Husbands, love your wife the way Christ loved the church, gave himself, died for. Wives, submit yourself to your husbands. Children, honor your mother and your father. Obey them. Parents, don't, don't anger your children. Don't push your kids to anger. There's a key. There's a key. There's a key. There's a key. Hello, somebody. 
You want, you want that environment? There, there, there's a key. You got to get the key. You want to open a door? You, you take the key and you go to the door and you, and, you open, and you open the door. But the key that opens this door ain't going to open that door. It's a different key. Hello, somebody. And, and blind Bart, you know, he, he's crying out and they're saying, hey, be, be quiet now. Be quiet. And, and look what he does. I love what he does in verse 49. Check it out. So, uh, no, I'm sorry. You were right. 48. You were right. You want me to say it again? It's on tape. You were right. Okay. God, that hurts me. It's, it's just saying that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, this morning uh, I was talking to Stephen. Stephen said something really good. So I tweeted it. <laughs> he goes, did you give me credit? No. <laughs> he, 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 he said, hey, you either put the childish things away or the childish things will put you away. Hashtag Stephen. Okay. You happy? Are you happy? Okay. They warned him. They'd be quiet, but he cried. He cried out, all the more. He goes, I can't listen to you guys. I know you think you know what you're doing, but you don't because you ain't got nothing out of it. You went in, you came out. You're all the same. So he just got, he got louder. He, he cried, oh, I'm praying, I'm praying, uh, you know, uh, I'm praying God send us people like this guy. Who, that when the world is saying, shh, when, when the religious mindsets are saying, hey, 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 they, they, just, they just get louder. You know, I know some of you guys, you get really weird, you get really weird because somebody's back, amen. Hey, don't you ever stop that amen and stuff. You just go ahead and you just go ahead and josh with me back and forth again. We'll we'll get vision, we'll get deliverance, we'll get freedom, and the other people can watch us, okay? I think right about there you ought to just yeah. I just wanna just wanna have a little bit of liberty and freedom in the house. Man, I gotta hurry. Look at verse 49. So Jesus stopped. Who's Jesus? He's the word. See what wouldn't it be cool if you could figure out, if you could get this, if you could, get, if you could wrap your head around this, that instead of having the word pass by your life, there's a way to get the word to stop and communicate with you. The word, listen, the word starts talking back to him. Oh, dude. See, if I was in a Pentecostal church right now, hankies. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> It'd be on like Donkey Kong. Okay? Because the word, he's calling out to the word. Hey, God, I need a key. See, this ought to be us. Hey, I need a key. Doesn't the Bible say, is it, is it like Matthew 18, 19? Is, 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 have I got that one right? Where he said, ask and keep on asking. Huh? Ask and keep on asking. It'll be given. Seek and you keep on seeking. And you're going to find it. Knock and you keep on knocking. And the doors are going to be open to you. Man, you, you need to be going to the Word and say, okay, where's the key? Well, why do I need a key? Well, because something's locked up. Jesus, didn't he say, I'm going to give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is stuff that's loosed in heaven already. Anything that's loose on, in heaven, you can loose it. You can bring heaven into your life. I'm going to give you the keys. 
Well, why doesn't it just flow in? Because that's not the protocol of the environment. Well, I think, I think that it's, you know, God's in, God's in control. See, there's a problem with that. That's a stupid thought. Because he put you in control. He's given you dominion. He's given you authority. He's given you the keys to the kingdom. I can't, where's the keys? Well, you got to seek. Jesus, oh man, he stops and he starts talking about, be of good cheer, sucker. <laughs> Guess what? He's calling you. These are the people who just told you to shut up. Even they recognize, oh, something just happened in this environment. He throws off that robe. That robe was his license to beg. He already knows, I don't need that no more. Why? Because I just found a key. Well, how do I get through this door? Well, the Bible says that, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, hear my voice, what would that be? Well, that would be his word. See, you, you have a door you're trying to get in, and you got, you got all this knocking. You know, come here, Kyle, come here. Like, yeah, there. Just stand, just, just get on the other side, though, where no one can see you. And knock. He's knocking. Here's us. Can't get in. And here's God saying, wrong door, dummy. God, open this door. I want to go through this door. He's going, it's over here. Okay, you can stop that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So this is, so now we're back to where we started. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm not going to want what's on that door. If he's leading me to that one. See, I wonder, I wonder how, how many people have exhausted themselves, frustrated. Man, I've been calling out. I've been calling out to God and seeking God. There is a master key. It's called obedience. If you hear my voice and open that door, he said, I'll step into your environment. You know, it really isn't about you getting through the door. But it's about getting God on your side of the door. He said, 
if you, if you hear my voice and open the door, he didn't say, you can come out to me. He said, I'll come in to you. You're just a moment away from God's participation in your situation. The human mind cannot comprehend God's response to one act of obedience. Maybe what we need to do is set our stuff aside and make a decision. God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you Jehovah Rohi. I'm gonna let you be the shepherd. I'm gonna stop pursuing what I want. Because I know that if I seek first your kingdom, your way of doing, your way of being right, that all the things that I actually desire, you said you'd add those things to my life. So I want to make a decision well, to follow you instead of asking you, God, to follow me. Instead of expecting you to respond to me, I will respond to you. See, because that is the protocol of his environment. That you respond to him. I want you to close your book and bow your head. I just want to pray for you. Father, right now, there's people in this room that have been stuck. We want to be unstuck. We want to be like David. We want to be like the blind Bartimaeus that refused to look at the one thing wrong and let it paralyze him for his future. He, 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 he couldn't see, but he could walk, and he could talk, and he could cry out. God, we, we still have a voice, so we cry out to you now. And we're asking you for mercy, that you would not give us what we deserve, but God, that you would lead us to a place where we would have renewed vision, insight, revelation, understanding, that we'd step out of the darkness and into the light that you've called us to live in. God, we will pursue you. We will respond to you. Lord, as we, as we enter this season that we are celebrating the birth of our Savior, when our community and, 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 and people who don't even believe in God are getting ready to celebrate his birthday, God, give us wisdom and insight and revelation to know how to just move through this time and, 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 and be, be a, a, a life-giving body. Lord, we just refuse to live stuck. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed, some of you guys, you know, the, 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 the very next step that you need to make, you, you, you need to let Jesus become literally the Lord of your life. You, you need to connect to God through a real relationship with Jesus. And maybe, maybe you've done that before, but something happened. Or maybe, maybe you've never prayed what we might call the sinner's prayer. What, whatever the case is, today you're here and you know that it's time for you to say, okay, God, I surrender. I want you to be the Lord. I'm tired of pursuing my stuff. I'm coming after you. We're all going to pray a prayer. I'm not going to call you out. I won't have you stand. But while eyes are closed, heads are bowed, nobody's looking around, if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm getting personal today. I'm getting real with God because I need God to get real with me. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, I just want to agree with you. Just hold your hand up. Just lift it up. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
It's awesome. You can put them down. You can put them down. So cool. Anybody else that said, you know what? I probably should do that. If you're thinking, I wonder if that's me. Yes. You say, okay, okay, man, I, I'm coming to Jesus today. Coming to Jesus because I, I, I'm ready for the new life. And I want victory on earth. I'm going to follow his teaching. When everybody in this place, just pray this. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. Give me strength. I choose to live for you every day of my life. I start right now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, let's give God one more big praise.